0: Welcome to Pop Culture Prisoner. I'm your host, Dipti, and this is a very special episode. I have a brand new guest. <laughs> she is one of my closest friends. We talk all the time. You know what? She's the only friend that I still email with regularly. Her name is Sean Cerrito. Welcome to the podcast, Sean. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I'm so happy you're here. So, just like a little background Sean and I went to college together and we lived in new york at the same time in the early 2000s and that's when we like really bonded mm-hmm. and and had like the shared background of college of course and stuff and we have like all the same taste in music and like we love so many of the same comics and stuff which you know brings me to the show we're talking about nathan fielder's new show on hbo max called the rehearsal but um Sean studied theater at Northwestern undergrad and she is a writer now and she's writing all these screenplays and pilots and everything so and she lives in LA um she's well versed in this stuff so I thought that you'd be a great person to talk about this absolutely insane show <laughs>
1: it really is
0: <laughs> if there's anything else you want to tell the listeners about yourself go ahead <laughs> I don't know um if no, better, you but-
1: you pretty much covered it. Um, I, I definitely am a fan of Nathan Fielder's previous work. Um, yeah. So I was all for watching the show as soon as it came out, just like dying to know what, what it was all about. And uh, yeah, as far as it being extremely bizarre, it did not disappoint. And I just, oh, just to let you know, I just read that it got renewed for a second season.
0: So Yes, I saw that. <laughs> uh, God knows what, I did see a tweet know. where someone said, there was a tweet where someone said, um, so the second season is gonna be him doing rehearsal of the first season and trying to fix it. I was like, Oh, oh god, god. god, no <laughs> I would oh. die.
1: It's like Inception.
0: Oh god, yeah. That's oh god. <laughs> it. okay, so this show was such a mind fuck on another level of mindfuckery. And if yes. you, if you haven't like watched or consumed any Nathan Fielder content before. I'm gonna Sean, why don't you explain the show, Nathan for You, that aired, I think, from 2014 to was it 18 or 19 on Comedy Central?
1: Yeah, it went for four seasons. I know that.
0: And the and the finale episode was this episode called Finding Francis, which (laughs) was like a feature length movie. And it was one of the most moving, insane episodes of anything I've and it built from the whole season or from past seasons like it was mind blowing
1: <laughs> mind I mean that whole show to me was genius and like I was still mourning the loss of it when after it got canceled yeah. Why don't you explain um,
0: like can you explain Nathan for You to the listeners
1: Okay Nathan for You is basically um it's a comedy reality Blurred lines reality show where basically Nathan is playing himself or a heightened version of himself uh helping people that have small business failing small businesses yeah. because he he was a mediocre student at a at an unknown <laughs> Canadian college and His he was a business major. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was He's a business like I got in the intro he says very hysterically and I got he has a very deadpan voice, and I got great grades. And all his grades were like C, C minus, yeah. C plus. Maybe there was like a B plus thrown in there, but it was like C, like just so yeah. like whatever. You
1: know, yes, exactly. That. And that's something you would never brag about. And right? so, <laughs> and so he goes in and finds these little small uh, business uh, businesses in small towns. I'm I'm not sure. where I think he goes all around, and then he comes up with the most outlandish. Um, fixes to how they can increase business and revenue. And some of the ideas actually kind of work in the short term, but in the long term, the people are just kind of basically disgusted with him and yes. uh, d- don't see how this is going to help them in the long run. And it just <laughs> it ultimately doesn't work. But it does it does for a time being. And he had a thing, a pop-up shop in LA, which I didn't go to, I still regret called Dumb Starbucks, which was the oh, uh, right. subject of one of the episodes. And I remember when it was happening, like, but I didn't know who he was. And I was like, what is going on here? And I would see it on like, you know, social media. And then by the time I figured out who he was and what the show was and that that was an episode, it, it, all, it was long past.
0: And that like, that's a good example of like a crate. It was a coffee shop that right, called some yeah. help. And, and so then he's like, well, why don't we call this coffee shop Dumb Starbucks? Because <laughs> there was a Starbucks that opened up like across the street. Yes. And, he, and they were like, um, OK. And then like, I remember before, I don't remember what season that was like or if it was before I knew anything. I feel like I had watched a season of it before. Who knows? But I remember like many months before the actual season, the episode aired, I had hurt. I mean, it made news. Yes, it did. A comedian was shut down for making a fake store for trademark for like trademark violations called Yes dumb Starbucks. He didn't even change like the Starbucks like no. insignia or anything.
1: It, it looks so exactly funny. like the Starbucks logo. I don't. I still don't even know how he didn't get sued like incredibly from that. But I guess they well, say if did. it's parody, <laughs> he did get sued.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, I think like yeah. I don't know like if he. I, if they might have just done a cease and desist, and that right. he might have just. Um, obeyed that but I'm not yeah. sure exactly what happened legally but he was shut down. So right. So they did pursue like legal enforcement, like you know, against him. But anyways, Nathan is insane and apparently like Nathan for you, I think all the seasons are on HBO Max. So mm-hmm. if the rehearsal like if you haven't watched Nathan for you, like go back and watch them all. Oh They're you must. Nuts.
1: Must. And the, the thing, thing is, is like,
0: hmm
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, 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 well, if we're talking about Nathan For You episodes, the one that always comes to mind for me is the, like, the tchotchke uh, store owner that had, like, vintage shop yes. that wasn't selling anything. So Nathan's idea was to um, get really drunk people from the bar next door to come in and just basically they're inevitably going to knock things over and then have to buy them <laughs> because of their, because of their you break it, you bought it policy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's it's,
0: being dead serious. Like, dead
1: serious.
0: There's been a lot of people who are like, this is scripted. This isn't real. But there's also been a lot of like, kind of, there's a lot of NDAs, like people can't talk, mm-hmm. but there's been some interviews and they were like, it was real and some people were extremely disturbed by Nathan and hated him and some thought he was great like
1: right and I think I think that there was probably a lot more that they shot that didn't make it to air because the person was like no I don't agree to do this anymore right this is I actually I mean we haven't got to the rehearsal yet but the the main other character in the rehearsal I cannot believe that
0: I I know I I just I'm I'm
1: (laughs) speechless (laughs)
0: yeah okay let's get to the rehearsal (laughs) so the rehearsal uh, Nathan Fielder is not big on social media and then out of nowhere he like posts something and it's a trailer for some new show that I mean he's so quiet and like underground and then all of a sudden it's this cryptic nothing of a trailer you're just like at a dining table with fake Dummy dolls, like I don't even know. But I we know. Were, so I was like, oh my god, shut there's you, Nathan Fielder yeah. show. Oh, by the way, there was also an insane episode where there was a sporting goods company who's, mm-hmm. who Nathan found out was uh like, um, sympathized with Nazis and Nathan oh, the Summit Ice, Summit <laughs> Ice, and and they and so Nathan decided to sell Summit Ice um, gear and he would donate the money to the local, like, Jewish history or, or like, Holocaust Memorial Museum. And I bought a Summit Ice jacket,
1: Oh, God, just, I, I wish. I. I wonder if you could still <laughs> buy those. I would totally buy one. I
0: bet you could on eBay. And they're, oh. like, it's pretty good quality. It's, like, a very good rain jacket. <laughs> but anyways, I like, it's, yeah, it wasn't bad. But sorry, I just, like, remembered that. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, no. I have that the Nazi summit or anti-Nazi summit ice jacket. And I, when I wear it, I'm always like hoping someone will recognize. Oh my God. Nobody has. I'm like, has nobody on any of the subways I have ridden the entire time? I have like not, I never got one recognition.
1: You know, I bet if you lived in LA, you would get recognition because it's such an industry town. I feel like somebody either worked on that show or knows him or, you know, in the comedy world. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, Okay. So the rehearsal. Um, ha, ha, I'm going to have you, you did such a good explanation of explaining, uh, um, uh, Nathan for you. I'm going to make you on the, okay. Fly, d- describe the premise. Of okay. The so of the song.
1: premise actually, okay. The premise changes basically. So it starts <laughs> off, it starts off a very Nathan Fielder fashion. Okay. Where you were getting a reality show where, um, in order to prepare people for, um, for landmark or important events in their life, he's going to reconstruct the scenario ahead of time and rehearse it with them so that they get it right. And when the time comes, they're able to handle the situation and know what to say, know how to act, be prepared for other people's reactions. So he and so I, I really want to know what the budget was on this show because they ended up everyone does. recreating they ended up recreating like there's a alligator lounge which I've been to, the pizza free pizza with the beer. Well that um, was, alligator it was <laughs>
0: metropolitan it it was Metropolitan back in the day, I think. That I remember being Alligator
1: Lounge.
0: Lounge. Oh, I thought it was Metropolitan, which was like a gay bar. And no, 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 they're know, two
1: different places. Yeah, they are. Our,
0: oh, okay. Yeah, because okay.
1: Alligator has like the, the all the uh, um, arcade machines, and then the pizza oven in the back.
0: Oh, okay. and, and if you bought okay.
1: a beer, you get a free pizza with the beer, which was amazing. Okay, so I especially. haven't
0: been. I haven't been there then. Okay.
1: Um. Okay. So, so he decides. So uh, there's this guy. Um, who's the protag? Who's the main um, main person of the of the pilot episode? Um, he's the one that he's helping uh, with this thing in his life, which is he can't. Uh, he he lied to his trivia team and told them that he had a master's degree, and so he's very upset about breaking the news to them because they he's gonna they're gonna find out that he's a fraud and that he's been lying and they won't <laughs> want to be friends with him anymore. which is just ridiculous
0: like the stakes (laughs) couldn't be lower (laughs) (laughs) and and that is what is so part of the humor is that uh, the budget for how Nathan so Uh. like the way that Sean just described like the premise of the show it sounds sound right like it's like Okay, rehearse it. Like, let's do like a... Like, I'll pretend that I'm so-and-so and and you be the person and let's have a conversation. Mm -hmm. That sounds normal. But Nathan Fielder is not normal. He does an entire replica down to like a balloon in the ceiling (laughs) that has lost its air that (laughs) came from like a birthday party that was at the place. Every single bingle detail of the bar was replicated and put in a studio or like a, a warehouse in Brooklyn. Yes. And then he goes and he studies this guy and he has basically, then he hires actors to go study like in particular, one woman from his trivia group. She, he has her fake, fake, say that she's a journalist and wants to interview her for like her bird watching hobby or something (laughs) and she tries to spend time with her so that she can be a stand-in like a fill-in to rehearse with the guy like and if you think wow that's crazy it honestly gets that's that that's that's the most
1: Yeah, that's the most sane thing that happened because that actually has, like, yeah. a beginning, middle, and end to the story. It's, like, yeah. a, a self-contained. So, so the audience is now thinking, okay, this is the show. This is the show. So every week, just like with Nathan for you, Correct. he's going to help a different person recreate their lives, bring in actors, do the rehearsal, and then you're going to have, like, closure. And that is not at all what happened.
0: It's not. A, it went <laughs> off the rails, but, like, perfectly off the rails. But inside of, like, even just, like, the pilot episode, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that you had to have watched Nathan for you to have seen the, like, hilarious, subtle, just comedic bits in it. Like, oh, yeah, it, not at all. It There are so... The, the lengths to which Nathan goes to, you literally are just watching, and you're, like, chuckling to yourself. You're just kind of like, I can't... No way. Yeah, what am I watching right now? The level of detail is insane. And then he yes. realizes that... Then he does... Oh, my God. And then the way Nathan (laughs) studies the subjects when they're doing the rehearsal. Oh, my God. He has to take notes on a laptop. And he puts (laughs) a... Like a band around his neck, like a neck, like a, a necklace for whatever. Not a necklace. Uh, what do you call that? Uh,
1: I forget. There's a, there's a name for this because they use those on movie uh, movie sets, like the writers and stuff. Like that's actually something they use. I forget what it's right.
0: called. Right. It's like like when you ha- get credentials for a show or something, you hold wear it around your neck. It's that oh the lanyard. Man- a lanyard, right? Right. Yeah. So it's like. But that's the lanyard is the actual physical thing. But the ribbon that goes around your neck. Oh, that goes, yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. He connects that... With a laptop and then stares at the people while they're having the like fake rehearsal and takes a bunch of notes and and, and then interjects
1: them. he directs them like saying, so so when you said that are you, are you gonna say that in that at that speed or are you gonna wait like when, when do you think you're gonna say that and i mean the the one the second episode when when he's when he just uh, i think it's the second episode with the, with the guy with his dad like <laughs> um when they were in like the chick-fil-a i'm just like he just randomly oh. just goes like, and the Jews, and like, oh my god!
0: <laughs> there was so much anti-Semitism, and Nathan is a Nathan is a culturally observant Jew, not like a super religion Jewish guy. But he's still Jewish he by him. heritage. But yeah, he's, he's he cares about being Jewish, and he does not edit out. Any of the anti-Semitic comments that are made by the various people in this, and that's show.
1: why, like, and that's why, when people say, and people are so cynical. I, I mean, I wish they wouldn't, because here's a point: a show like this is not going to work if it's scripted. You're gonna feel it. The whole point is that it's not scripted. I mean, I'm sure, yes, there are. The whole point of it is the meta-ness where, like, yes, there are. He is actually scripting a show. But the stuff that's happening, that's why the lines between what's real and what's not are completely blurred here. But the stuff that's happening that's not within the show that he's creating within the show, that, if, if that was scripted, it wouldn't work. Because it would, it would feel it would feel false, it would feel scripted, and then it would be nothing to watch. Like that stuff, like that guy saying making the, just the anti-Semitic remark out of nowhere. Like that's gold. Of, he, that's we were gold. Not talking about anything, no. and then all of a sudden he threw him- the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> now you and then, and from a person like Nathan's standpoint and their production team, they had to just be like praising heaven. Like we 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 it's found these lady. people, we didn't even think we were gonna get this much gold. But the fact that they right. just threw that in, they had to be like, Yes, there's no way they were gonna cut it out.
0: No way. And so and so then you're like, Okay, that's a different story, but then then the show just something happens and there's a woman. <laughs> Who wants to... She's trying to decide if she wants a child or not. And she's in her, like, 40s. And so it's like, time's a ticking, she needs to know. And so Nathan's like, okay, you'll be the subject. So he... <laughs> he gets a house, like in <laughs> Oregon or something. And, and gets... It, the level... I'm, like, almost... I'm just, like, speechless. Because... <laughs> You learned so much about labor laws on this show, the rehearsal. Oh yeah,
1: which I knew actually just from working in the industry. Oh,
0: I'm but sure, I love yeah. that he's.
1: But even for me, like as an actor in the industry and all all of that stuff, all that inside baseball, like meta stuff, I was I was killing me. It was so great. I was like, this is amazing that they're putting all this hilarious.
0: It's amazing, and like like he basically was like, okay, you're gonna fake raise the sun. And, um, every three days he will, or like every, yeah, something like that. He'll age three years. And so then they, so every night, so they, they get actor children from age zero to teenager and, and they swap them out at night. They like take them out on a ladder or something and they're like, okay. And then because they can't sleep there at night and they put a fake doll in and they like have the fake doll like have spit up or wake up in the middle of the night all to simulate all this stuff so they do that for like four episodes and it's episodes inside of episodes it's rehearsals inside of rehearsals inside of rehearsals inside of rehearsals so i think we've like set it up enough like you just need to watch the show like we're not gonna recap everything that happens on that you have to watch but like i just want to talk to you about like almost 20 minutes in (laughs) i just want (laughs) to talk to you about like Your reaction to the insanity.
1: Well, like I said, when I was first starting to describe the show, it started out one way where I thought I knew, like, I I didn't know what to expect. But once the first episode aired, I was like, okay, so this is it. This is the template. This is what we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing one, you know, one of these things a week. And it's, you know... I didn't see it becoming its own like ongoing narrative and taking this one story and then him inserting himself into it and then making it's like, it became this like existential commentary on like social stuff. Like this is this grand experiment that I didn't, and it got really serious at points when I was like, wait, what is really going on here? Like, like, Super like awkward to the point where not even awkward like funny like cringe worthy but awkward to the point of like wow like this is getting more real like going deeper it's it was it was deeper and more complex than I expected it to be yeah so it and, kept me oh, guessing all the time
0: I, nobody could have ever predicted how any of this would go they would like the. The level of detail is seriously what the biggest humor points for me. Like they had to have a garden. He's like, but oh my god, the garden (laughs) grows, and they would have people at night come out and make sure that the garden grew at the rate the oh my god, yeah, progressing or the fake months were progressing.
1: Can we talk about the the creepy mirror that ages with people?
0: (laughs) He's like. He's like, I realized that I need to really get into the character. (laughs) So I, so I installed mirrors that aged me. (laughs) So, so you would see Nathan on on a regular camera, your TV screen. Then he'd look in the mirror and you'd see what he'd look at. And it'd be him in 10 years.
1: Oh, so crazy. And
0: then then when he became the mom of Remy. Oh
1: (laughs) my God. Okay. Can we, okay. I'm sorry. That finale, I was like. Whoa, that hit hard, that, that poor, poor child. That. And then the mom started crying, I was like, oh.
0: It was all so creepy, but you know what I loved? Was that I noticed the like, tattoo sleeve coming out oh, yes. of the mom. And the
1: neck, she had neck tattoos as well.
0: I, I noticed the neck tattoos too. When Nathan Fielder tried to do a rehearsal with a oh. rehearsal with a rehearsal with a rehearsal and became that mom, I noticed, and they barely show it on the screen. No, he had the tattoo. But you see, but you see the tattoo creeping out on his arm. And his painted, painted nails. nails. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, but they he didn't change his hair. But he did right. lipstick. But, like, I was looking for the neck tattoos. I'm like, please say he did neck tattoos. But I couldn't see them. I'm sure he did. Right. But, like. But so basically, this six-year-old actor child who played this fake son Adam—he was the
1: three. He was the three-year-old.
0: He was three. Oh yeah, sorry. Wasn't he the three-year-old? No, I think the the one. The Remy was the I thought the three-year-old. No, was he a six? I think you're right. No, maybe the next one was six. No, the next one was nine. Wasn't he?
1: Yeah, Liam was nine, and then there was a six-year-old. But I think the the one that didn't get it, the one who was too attached, was was the three-year-old. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, you're right. And so. He came to a fake birthday party for the nine-year-old where Nathan brought in extras, and apparently extras aren't (laughs) allowed to talk. So it was just all these people like fake talking at a fake birthday party. Insane!
1: And he's like, he's like, actually, it wasn't the most authentic thing, but we did save fifteen thousand (laughs)
0: dollars. Meanwhile, (laughs) like the budget for this show had to have been like, oh my god, dozens of millions of dollars had to be. I have no. They save fifteen thousand dollars. Oh my! Now God. that actually,
1: that was one detail that surprised me when he said that because they can't talk. Well, it's not that they can't talk. It's just that you have to pay them more if they do talk. Right, so. Right he says on tv shows they'll fill in the happy people saying happy birthday or the chit chat or whatever they fill all of that in and i didn't that part i did not realize because i it's thought that people were allowed to murmur in the background and that was fine so. i thought so
0: too so like they fill it in with like what like sounds and why couldn't just nathan like sounds of people sounds.
1: talking just voiceovers yeah
0: oh voiceover why couldn't nathan do that i think it was just to make a funny point
1: yeah, yeah. He was just basically saying that's why. And what, when what you're watching right now, the people are just mouthing the words.
0: He was just being. He's like on the shows when they're mouthing, like they add in noise, and I think it just it really heightened the like humor by I not, mean, them not filling it in. With I like... laughed
1: out loud at that part.
0: <laughs> oh, also the people in the episodes prior at the diner, they oh would my fake God. Eat- They wouldn't eat. They were at a diner. I always thought, like, they could eat. Even the extras at the diner would, like, put a piece of chicken to their mouth and fake chew. Oh, well, you know what? Okay, so
1: the thing about that is, especially on movie sets of of any kind, especially if you're mainly a principal actor, like, in a scene and you have to eat, a lot of times they say be careful because you don't want to eat because if you have to do a scene, like, 20 times, you're going to have to take that same bite and chew and swallow Every single time, so that's why the, if you do it once, you have to do it again. So that's why you have to be sh- careful. That either don't actually eat, or eat a very small amount of something that you know is not going to bother you all day. If you that, have to eat, I,
0: it. I, I have all, I have wondered that. I'm like, how do the people like actually in these movies? Eat when they have so many takes, or do they spit it all out? But but these people were so obvious about how funny they were about not (laughs) eating. They put up a piece of whatever food and they put it in front of their mouth and they go, they like bite down like fake. It was just like oh yeah, fake
1: bad acting. It was like
0: so (laughs) subliminal. Like you had to have really looked, but then you're like, oh my god, are they even fake eating? Like. Nothing is oh. real in this show.
1: I know, and then there was like, there's so many layers of like with the acting class, and then oh how my god, he put, <laughs> and he put himself in the shoes of the other actor, and they basically just like it went, it went story inside the story inside the story, and like I was like Conception, it was like, Inception. It was it like was literally yeah. like
0: Conception. <laughs> um, oh I, my god, when he put on the wig to play, <laughs> that guy, I died. I died, <laughs>
1: <laughs> And he's with the deadpan serious face. Well, this, and that's the thing about that's the thing about Nathan Fielder in the in the previous show and in this show. Part of the genius of the show is that he is so, and a lot of people have pointed out, it's like, I don't know if he's on the spectrum, but it feels kind of spectrum-y, where it's like, uh you don't you do not he is so deadpan to the point of like just doesn't even blink, doesn't even like tip his hat at all that there's no. any kind of joke going on and you really do not know like is he serious is this like what is you, you have no idea what he's and he's able to just zone in and just be so deadpan with his facial expressions and his tone of voice that it's just it makes it that much more like hilarious and fascinating
0: like he somehow strikes that balance so perfectly With like, with like, giving like so much deadpan, but then like he knows what's funny. Like, of course, it's very clear on what is funny, but he lets it speak for itself. And then when his feelings get hurt, you want to cry for him. Like you're just like that fake Angela. Who everyone online too was like, she is incredible. Although oh, the the oh because she
1: sounds just like the real Angela.
0: Just like the real just Angela. Just
1: like it. And can we just talk about the real Angela? Because look, oh I went God. to I went to IMDB. She's not listed as part of the people that were actually the real subjects are not listed as part. Of, they're not even on there. So I wonder, but obviously she gave her permission to be in the show. I mean, she's in the show. I just wonder, like, because that woman blew my I was like, this is a real person this all of this is real what she's saying
0: okay so uh, apparently she has let's just say taken acting classes many people have of course people who are on tv are gonna play a role like that doesn't mean that they're it's scripted though you know what i mean right like like i don't a lot of people are like there's no way i don't believe that angela wasn't scripted i I mean honestly i don't know nathan fielder is a fucking mystery to me
1: yeah i just feel like it's mm, that i just feel like the, the the blurred lines is what makes it interesting yes was there some as they call in reality tv massaging probably mm-hmm. because oh, you need it you, sure. you need to make it interesting you need to keep the story going and then not everybody is going to be because honestly the actors that they got for i mean if she if she's an actress she's a fucking amazing actress pardon my french
0: um Correct. because That's the i thing. was convinced it was too good it was
1: too good to be acting and the stuff she was saying, and the fact that she's not listed as a cast member, as, an, as she's not listed as an actor. Um, right. And the stuff she was saying is not f- something that you would want to have out there about yourself. Like, that's, like, she seems to be unbothered by the fact that she was saying all this anti-Semitic stuff. and oh, she, you yeah. know,
0: after the, I don't know if it was the fourth or fifth episode, I think after the fifth episode, she was interviewed, she said that she was happy with the cut. I mean,
1: I was, like, really? Interesting. No. So who says, okay, so she, oh, who, she said in an interview that she took
0: acting classes? Um, yeah, people have, like, it's uh, been on earth. She's, like, um, she's done some acting. Oh, okay. But that doesn't, but, like, so have a lot of people on The Real Housewives. Exactly. Like, Lisa Rinna, for example, has been, like, a soap star and whatever for, like, decades and decades and decades, and she's on The mm-hmm. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like, there's tons of people who have dabbled in entertainment who go on reality shows. Oh. It doesn't mean that they're acting like, okay, so I fancy myself an expert on much, like, many, many, many shows on, you know, reality TV. And a lot of people are talking about the difference between this and reality TV. The thing uh-huh. is, reality TV, people are like, it's all scripted. And my response often is like, they're not that good of actors. Exactly. Like, I think that they are produced, you know? They are put in situations where they're going to fight. They're going to be mad at someone. They're partnered up with someone they hate. Like, and Nathan did do similar things. He heightened everything and and made everything even more ridiculous for his people. And it's like, you know, like, I mean... Oh, they did this one, like, uh, exercise in the acting class that we used to always do in improv classes. And I was Uh like, oh, my God. I just had, like, a flashback of, like, a million, like, improv practices. But um, Nathan, basically, it's like how improv is. It's like, put yourself into the shoes of a real person. How would that person react, you know? And, like, Nathan put real people into real dash fake situations. Yeah, you know, no one.
1: And- no one is saying that this is. A, this is not a documentary. It's not even. It's not even claiming to be a reality show. So right. I think part of part of the point is that you don't know where the lines between reality. That's part of what he's playing around with. Is that what is real? What is scripted? What is reality? What is you know? What is pretending to be reality? And it's like I feel like a lot of her stuff felt. I think there was a little bit of both. I think a lot of her stuff felt genuine and they probably had to like give her a little bit of coaching because a lot, most people you put a camera on them and follow them around, you're not going to really get a compelling TV show because a lot of people just, their right. daily lives are not that interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and also people, another reason why I don't think that you, well, actually no, this goes against that. If you put a camera on anyone, they're actually not going to act like their true selves. I don't care right. how seasoned you are. So like, Yeah, sure, in that sense, of course it's a little, like, not fully 100% who the real people are because no one is real in front of a video camera. Like, no one. So you have to get past that. But to me, one of the biggest things I'm grappling with with the show, because I still am processing it. Yeah. To me, it's all about, not all about, it's one of the big things that it's about to me is what is exploitation what constituted at what level is something because a lot of people think that the little child remy the three-year-old
1: i know that was sad
0: it was really sad this kid thought and this is a spoiler if you haven't watched sorry just turn it off watch and then come back but like (laughs) he thinks that nathan he wants nathan to be his real daddy because he doesn't have a daddy and people are like and it got so uncomfortable. I was like, I can't do this. Like uh, that was that was very
1: that was extremely cringe for me because I felt really bad for that. At first, I was like, well, but then, then the more he talked to the mom and the more the kid was, and I was just like, you know, this is this is also a commentary. I have always said that like children don't belong in show business because look at oh, really? look at the track record of a lot of child stars and and how they turned out. And it's just it's it's just not a good environment for children. But at the end of the day, it is a thing. Uh, there are plenty of child actors his age. There are plenty of child actors younger than him. Um, mm-hmm. Olsen twins. Um, at, the, at the end of the day, ultimately, the parent is the one who's made the decision. Like, yes, I'm going to allow my child to do this. So I don't think the fault lies with him, honestly. I think, and th- I think that's why they spent so much time on going back.
0: You're blaming the mom, not me. I'm not
1: blaming her, but ultimately she's the parent. And she's the one that signed off on having her child participate in the show. Like they could have you know, found another kid.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I, I can't disagree with you. But I also have to say, I was like really cross with Nathan Fielder when that yeah. three-year-old was crying his head off. Because that three-year-old does not know how to act. Okay. Yeah. Like those were tears. No, that wasn't
1: act- that wasn't acting. He actually and the thing is, is like Maybe that wasn't the best child to pick. That like they should have done more vetting. Like maybe don't pick the child that doesn't have a father. And like he said, like it probably probably would have been better if Angela had stayed. That way he would have been grounded in the fact that like oh this is this is not my real family. You know because it wasn't his mom. But there's really honestly it's like and just uh, this is so this is very judgmental and I shouldn't say things like this. But like when the the tattoos and the thing, it's just like the mom seemed very lovely, but it's like. Maybe, you know, I don't know how much these people were getting paid. Like, maybe they... I I thought about that. Yeah, it's like, maybe they really are in hard times and needed the money and they were being offered something and they took it and it wasn't the best idea.
0: I mean, yeah, of course that thought crossed my mind. You know, this is when I did get really mad at Nathan, is when he saw the kid genuinely cry when he was leaving the fake birthday party where extras couldn't talk (laughs) and... And I was like, okay, let's put an end to this. And then he does so many more rehearsals within rehearsals within rehearsals to then try to deal with that situation. I'm like, hasn't the kid suffered enough, Nathan? But that, like, that
1: kid wasn't part of the rehearsals, though, to, to rectify the situation. He wasn't, it was, but yeah. he was going
0: to go back to like, but, but he did the rehearsals in order to figure out how to, talk to the kid again but and he ended up bringing like the nine-year-old to play with him or whatever but i was just like just leave the kid alone like i honestly
1: i do i do kind of think though that he that wasn't the only reason he kept going back i feel like he i feel like he genuinely felt bad about messing up this kid's head and like in it and putting himself in this kid's life to where now he's like has a has a, a daddy quote unquote taken away and I felt like he kept going back so that he could fi- make him understand and get to a point where he understood that that's not his father and that he wasn't abandoning well, him
0: I thought like yes that's why he's doing it but then a part of me is like is this just more content for your show like I that's where I got mad I'm like
1: Yeah, I could see that. Just deal with it privately
0: because it was all on camera and it was part of the show. I was like, Nathan Fielder, if you really care about this kid, just go deal with it off the show. But instead, he like made more content for the show Mm -hmm. at at the like, you know.
1: I feel like like that's the show, though. I I get what you're saying. It is a moral dilemma.
0: It's just a moral dilemma. Like, is it exploitation or not? Like. Who's at fault? Like- well, from that,
1: from that perspective, though, I feel like a lot of parents that put their young children into show business are exploiting their kids. Like, to Absolutely. me, there's nothing different between the, like, the Olsen twins going on Full House and being on that set. And be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they didn't ask for that. They were literally babies. So early babies, (laughs) like, and you don't know if they're going to grow up and that's going to be a healthy environment for them or if they're going to be exploited by other people that are on that. That's why the child labor laws are so strict is because those kids were really like abused and exploited back in the day, back in, what is it? Like, um, what are they? Little rascals. Um, like Mm -hmm. that era is why they, is why the child labor laws even came into being is because parents were just awful and like, you know, putting their kids to work so they didn't have to. Um, yeah, it is. It, it is. And that's what that was one of the last notes that I took. It's like moral dilemma with kid actor. Like, that's a tough one. And I know he's going to get a lot of shit for that, too, from people. He probably already has.
0: I mean, like, people are... what? One tweet that I thought was so funny was, um, Nathan Fielder both deserves to get arrested and an Emmy. <laughs> oh and God. he needs to get arrested and he needs an Emmy. Like, this is... This is, like... Okay, now, I only saw, like, two episodes of that one um, crazy show. What was that show on Netflix? How-To? No. um, God, it's, it's like, I'm dating myself. It's, like, way back. Um, Black Mirror? Black Mirror. Oh, okay. So I know that Black Mirror, I only saw two episodes, was, like, a crazy show. Mm -hmm. So, like, I haven't seen that, so I can't compare it to that. But from Mm -hmm. all the shows that I have seen... This is has gone beyond as the most bizarre, oh yeah, show unhinged I have ever seen. It is the most unique show and morally, I don't know. It's a, but <laughs> but like morally, here's the thing: the only moral problem that I have is only with the little little kids. But mm-hmm. like, I mean, I don't know that a one-year-old baby acting for like three days is gonna affect anything it was more right. like a three-year-old but the adults like I consume so much reality television <laughs> with adults they bring that on themselves like oh I'm just yeah. like you asked for it and I'm gonna sit here and talk about it like I don't it's like they, they assign the risk of it all but yeah they signed up they waive their rights but like so I don't have a problem with that like people have like serious disgust with reality in that way and I don't blame them. It is awful. Like these people they're just so thirsty and so fame hungry. It's just like it's so awful. But like on this show it just like put it in a whole new light.
1: Yeah, It just
0: makes you think about exploitation which is what reality TV is. Like these people on The Bachelor, all The Bachelor shows sign away everything. They're like yeah and then they get I read a whole book called Bachelor Nation to, like, learn more about the production and everything. Wow. Like, there is so much manipulation. And I don't even just need the book to know this. You just watch it and you know. If you have half a brain, you can see what's going on. Yeah. They fuck with these people and their emotions and hearts so much. Like, everyone gets excited. I'm going to be the leader. I'm going to be on the show. And then they get just mind fucked. Yes. And and so like if you're watching these like basic as shit, like, you know, I'm basic for watching The Bachelor, that's fine. I don't care. But like if you're watching these like more basic shows and then you watch the rehearsal, if you have a problem with the rehearsal but not the other shows, that doesn't make sense oh, to me. Like no, they're all. all they're all like messed up. But the rehearsal is just in the it's just, like, it's funny, and it's intelligent, and it's crazy, and it's, but I think it's, like, kind of, it's the same manipulation. I'm not the yeah. same, but it's, it's of the same ilk.
1: No, well, not to me, because the rehearsal, to me, has a way more artistic merit. and I oh, think that there's, sure. I think there's Absolutely. actually a, a point to it, and I feel like, I do feel like as they, I got the sense that as production went on, they couldn't, there's no way they could have just planned this out from start to finish. They had an idea, a concept, and they had like a rough kind of draft of like what they what they wanted to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, human nature takes over and they got thrown curveballs and got all this other stuff happening where it just kind of like developed and took on a life of its own. I, did, I got the sense... Of, uh from watching it that it started to take on a life of its own and a lot of, a lot of unexpected things happened like with the kid thinking that Nathan was his father like there is no way they could have predicted that that was going to happen
0: i think that like also i think that they like something that they knew is they knew angela was a bible beater yeah oh of course Like, and and even Nathan was like, wait, you've done cocaine? Wait, you've done this? I do think they did enough background. He probably, like, knew that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but that, that didn't, like, change the fundamental, like, story of it. Like, that was just funny. Like, when her background and stuff came out. But I do think stuff like, all the jewish stuff oh my god in the season finale when he had to tell that kid that jesus christ is everyone's savior and he's oh, the my. Is oh she is she's there. like
1: she's like take back all the jewish stuff please and tell him that jesus is king <laughs> yeah,
0: like just just standing there i i mean i shouldn't call her a bigot but she seemed like a bigot to me and he's like jesus is king i'm going you should be happy because you're going to heaven I'm going to hell like, I mean insane. Yes you, I'm not
1: watching this show To be like Oh is this all reality Is this all To me that's really not the point It's almost like Same. Absurdist It's like absurdist yeah. theater It's like I don't expect Like yeah. I can tell that Some of these scenarios Are like Yeah they may be like You know I don't think it's strictly scripted, but they, they probably, like, rehearsed it a couple times to, like, see I, all of it. You have to. You can't... Like, HBO's not gonna give you this huge budget Correct. to make a show just to, like, watch you, like, fuck around. Exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> they have to have a plan. So... Right. Yeah, so I feel like, oh, my God, when he stopped, when he's eating dinner with the Liam, with the nine-year-old, and he just stare that's what i love about nathan when he just stares at him and you for a long time and you have no idea what he's yes. going to say and he goes yes. he goes you don't think i'm your dad do you <laughs> <laughs> i lol'd so much
0: lol so hard <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yes that was so there and that kid was literally like that, that kid, kid was what? adorbs
1: he was adorbs
0: yeah so he's like you're a good scene partner. I'm like God. These Hollywood kids. Like, I gosh. laughed at that
1: too. And he's like, "So do you think I'm a good? Uh, I seem like a, I'm a, a, a reasonable, or I seem like I would be a father." He's like, "You're a great scene partner." <laughs> so Hollywood.
0: You're so Hollywood. So I was like, "Oh my God!" Like like watching this show. I don't think that we. If you listen to this and haven't watched it, I actually don't think we like spoiled. I mean, we spoiled a lot, but like you're going to be so into it when you watch it that it like you'll have your own experience with it. But like like every episode there were, I mean, like probably like 50 different like hilarious as shit, tiny moments that last one second or two seconds and that just stay with you and you're like Mm -hmm. oh my god like I I, know he's so brilliant but I'm also like oh I saw this tweet where someone said oh this is this is a doozy well I mean and people change but he said I went to high school with Nathan Fielder He, he he him and his friends bullied me and I know that people he says I know a lot of bullies grow up and become great but i've watched his shows and it just seems more of the same. He doesn't he's he's such a
1: dork though. How was he the know. bully? I, I would think know. i would have assumed he was the one being bullied not the bully himself.
0: I put it put everything in a whole new light. And i think just just because you were a bully in high school does not make me right. think you are permanently a bad person. People grow up and feel mm-hmm. bad and stuff. So i'm mm-hmm. not going to like but like it does kind of like like and that's the thing that's the confusion with me with Nathan like a lot of his stuff people just think is mean like there's a lot of think pieces where people are like this is unkind and mean a lot of people thought that during Nathan for you I I'm just like such a like blind like just fan of his I think he is so I also I also think brilliant.
1: people need to need to like, have a thicker skin than that. Like, we don't all... Be, like, a lot of comedians are mean. Like, most of the ones that I right. love are can be, quote-unquote, called mean. It's like, I don't find it mean. I find right. it funny. And it's like, people have said, like, when I make jokes and stuff and they take it the wrong way or they think they're, too, like, maybe a little bit too sensitive. When you start making a joke, it's like, it's like you're taking it this personally when you, there's, there's no reason to do that. It's meant for humor. Not everything has to be all touchy feeling. But...
0: But when you're, like, specifically on camera getting made fun of, I don't know. Like, it's like, uh, it's one thing if, like, a comedian makes a joke on stage or, like, in a movie or a show. But, like, when it's, like, directly to your face. Like, but then the only thing that would always get me out of feeling bad is I'm, like... They signed up for the show. They, yeah. like, they mean, want like, to be on TV. Like, They want to be on TV. They want to be on TV. At a certain
1: point, they're kind of in on the joke. Otherwise, they wouldn't have signed off. And like, if you watch The Daily Show, you watch those interviews, or, or, or a lot of just this like new style of like alternative comedy, they're basically taking the piss out of the people that they're talking to out of the subject of their interviews. Like Ali G, Sasha Baron Cohen. are like, Ali like, G started are we just gonna, it. Yeah. Are we, are we just going to call all of it mean? I think it's just, it's a style of humor. It's maybe not be your thing. But I don't right. require my comedy to be nice and and acceptable and safe right. and like a palatable and, to everybody
0: and I, I I don't either it's it only like starts hurting when someone who seems like they aren't as thirsty like I don't know oh. like ass I mean like the three-year-old that three-year-old doesn't know what's going on like that is just forever gonna feel uncomfortable but then again we watch we watch tv shows with children like like you know, at what point? It's like like every corporation they say boycott Amazon because Jeff Bezos is an asshole. It's like every company is an asshole. Yes, like, I'm just, exactly. I'm not, at what point do you like
1: take responsibility? for do you, for you draw your a own... line?
0: Yeah, yeah, you know. And and I, I don't know. Like Nathan just like he so brilliantly makes you so uncomfortable in your own skin. Yes. It's just, and but here's the thing, like, I used to always wonder watching Nathan for you, even watching the rehearsal, is he is he like sitting around with his friends, like being real and then like laughing about this all like just like, oh, my God, like and what what is what is the real Nathan Fielder like? Like we don't I mean, I don't know anyone who knows him or anyone who's talked about knowing him. Like, I don't know any comedians who've hung out with him and have talked about him.
1: Um, I feel like there would be mostly Canadians. Maybe I feel like there's a there's a subset of like Canadian like comics and, and improv people that um, are tight with him. Maybe not that many. I do think that what we're seeing on screen is not re- really who he is. I think it's a heightened version Correct. of. I think Absolutely. he's playing a character of Nathan Fielder. He probably is less like like I said, spectrumy in real life, and like less detached and cold than he than he appears to be on screen. Um, but I don't know how much. I mean, I know,
0: I just like I am. So I'm now like obsessed with like, what's he like in real life? And like in terms of dating, like we learn. Oh, yeah, that if we learn in the pool. Well, actually, no, I think I might have Googled this before. I don't know. But he was married for three years during yeah. Nathan for you. And um,
1: do we know who she is now?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean I don't know I I mean I actually I we do but I for some stupid reason I stopped at the googling at that point I'm like oh she existed <laughs> and I saw a picture I was like oh okay she seemed like a cool chick I don't know like just appearance wise and but I didn't look into like what she did I don't know right but um I will have to do a little more digging but I just like I'm I, I don't like you know comedians always talk about other comedians we both me and Sean both listened to like So many interview shows in general with like our favorite comedians and actors, musicians, everything, you know, a lot of people do. We are like particularly obsessed. And, and I'm like obsessed with like memoirs too. And like, just like everything. I want to know everything about everyone who I find interesting as an artist. And I just haven't heard anyone. I know that Nathan Fielder has comedy friends, But it's weird that I have not heard, how is he like kept so insular? Is he that much of an introvert?
1: Like, I mean, well, first, first, I don't think that he's that like much of a widely known. Like we do and within our circles, but I think most people have not seen Nathan For You and are not familiar with Nathan Fielder. He's not an international superstar celebrity. comedian. <laughs> oh, no.
0: He's not like Chris Rock, Nathan Fielder. Yeah, you know. exactly. He's very he's
1: very niche. He's very niche.
0: He is very niche. And I, I, if someone watched some Nathan Fielder content, I'll say, and like, just like wanted to die and hated it, I'd be like, I get it. Like that, it's just so not for everyone. Mm-hmm. But I will say, but if I meet someone who loves Nathan Fielder, I'm immediately going to be like, oh, let's, we're going to get along, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It's a good, like, like that Warshark test, but you know what I mean? Or a good, like, right. like if you like that, lit-missed then, yeah. yeah. It's a good litmus test for someone. Yeah. Like if you like, yeah, um, then like we kind of like vibe on some similar things. Or they exactly. you've even sought it, or they have even sought it out, you know, like. To watch I know I know all. that
1: if I If I If I meet somebody And they like Are Nathan for you fan I know that On some level We get each other On like What we appreciate What we think is funny And that yes. counts for a lot Like they're not gonna be the, Like I'm not gonna be Probably getting along with People that think it's too mean, you know, I'm just not because I don't I have a thicker skin than that. I don't get I don't get easily offended by comedy. So I find that people that are pushing boundaries and more subversive and weird and just doing things that are unexpected. I appreciate that more than the fact that maybe it's kind of like. I, I I don't know. I don't think it's mean spirited. I don't like hearing that he was a bully, but
0: um, I don't either. I don't think. I mean, I don't it's, necessi- it was one random guy on Twitter. It's not like I can verify that. Like you exactly, know, it's like take it take it with a grain of salt or like ten grains of salt,
1: right? And also, whenever anybody's up, you are always going to have somebody coming out of the woodwork like, "Well, they did of this course. to me." Yeah, right. Um,
0: right. I mean, like I yeah yeah for sure. I I just. If someone said like, I find it really mean, I feel like my reaction would be like, I totally get it. Like, and I'd want to have like a 15 minute conversation about it. And if they could like dive into it and want to talk about it, then I'd be like, okay, then maybe, you know, but like, they have to like back it up besides, oh, it's too mean. I don't like that. I'd be like, then eh.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, I, there are people's comedy that I love, and I've had my friends be like, oh, like I, I, I can't stand Ricky Gervais. I don't like anything that he does. Or or blanket statement, I don't like British humor. I'm like, well, I know that we are not going to get along, because oh, if you just God. blanket <laughs> statement, I don't like British humor, that is like the number one thing that I love. Like, I love irony. I love the dryness of it. I love the wit yeah. of it. And so if you if you don't think that's funny, but you like something like, I don't know, Dane Cook. I mean, Dane Cook is fine, but... Or, you know, I just mean, something... He's like he's
0: not even a thing anymore, but yeah. He's not a even little, a thing.
1: Like, well, the girl of uh, the fiancé thing is the you know, yeah, yeah, only he's sorry. relevant. <laughs> right,
0: I just, because I just, apparently he met her when she was a little underage. Yeah, it's, it's kind of gross. 19. Like, he it's might have gross. groomed her. And it, it seems... He probably, he, probably he probably did. He probably did. He probably did. Um... But, uh, yeah, so I think, like, in the end, Nathan Fielder is a great litmus test for, like, a person. You know what else? Like, me and Dina always say this. Like, like if we meet someone. I mean, Dina's the one who, like, talked about it. I'm like, that is so right on. In terms of Real Housewives, which I talk mainly about on this podcast. (laughs) If someone likes a certain Real Housewife that I, like... Cannot stand, and I analyze it to death on the podcast, like as to why I can back my shit up. But anyways, <laughs> if they like or don't like some person, and I vehemently disagree. It's also a litmus test, like like if someone oh, yeah. says they like a certain person, if they say they like Erica Girardi, I'm just like, oh okay, no, we're not gonna get along. Like, oh, she seems awful. You could- yeah, she awful. But like a lot, she still has a lot of fans, but. Uh, but, anyways, on another side of it, it's like, yeah, if you, if if you like Nathan, I don't know if you're listening to this and you <laughs> checked out this show. I hope that Sean and I have convinced you to not only watch the rehearsal, but maybe check out Nathan for you. Definitely because... check out. Nathan. And you know what's
1: you know what's interest? Oh no, go ahead. No, that's it. I was just gonna say I'm very interested, especially with all of this, like the fact that it just got renewed and the fact of like all the think pieces or whatever opinions that are out there about like um, all the questions that it raises about the moral implications of like involving these people in their lives and stuff. I just, I'm so dying to know how he's, where he's gonna take it for the second season.
0: I'm dying. Like I have no idea what he's gonna do, but I am 100% sure it's gonna be good. Like Oh yeah,
1: I'm definitely be watching it, that's for sure.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know how long it'll take him to make like HBO, the fact that they're like merging with discovery Plus, And apparently that's what all the jokes are like. Really? Everyone's like, Oh yeah. I did like, not I know, know this news. Oh, it's like this whole thing. Like, I don't know. If one is buying the other or they're just merging. I don't know the like financial like specifics of it, but they are combining and people are like, um, is the quality <laughs> of HBO going to be shit now then? Like, but the problem is, like, on Netflix and everywhere, they're greenlighting too much now. Yeah. And and Discovery+, Plus, which I do have, um, it has a billion shows on it. Like, I don't know what HBO, like, there's going to be no more HBO Max, but but it's, happen- it's not happening for a year or two. Well, HBO
1: is the bigger parent company, right? So they'll be absorbing Discovery, not the other way around, right? I don't I know, know who mean. owns Discovery.
0: Yeah, I don't know those specifics, but I don't know who's bigger, who's absorbing who. But I would actually think Discovery Plus would absorb HBO. But um, I mean, they have a gazillion different channels on their thing. Uh-oh. Like, it's it's gigantic, all the shit that they own. So, oh, okay. but, but, anyways, um, I like who knows what the budget will be. Like, but he's going to do it in a hilarious way. There has to be like, Everyone's obsessed with what the budget of the rehearsal is. Does anyone oh, know? The There's no, no, we don't know what it is, but that is what the joke is. Everyone's like, um, HBO Max is going under because Nathan Fielder's budget was too high. <laughs> like-
1: um, hello, have you heard of Game of Thrones? <laughs> uh, oh, also- the budget was. <laughs>
0: Also, the just the literally the play in the season finale of Euphoria for the oh high God. play that budget was minimum a ho- like a million dollars. I know, and <laughs> that was so and honestly,
1: I, I was not a fan of that at all. That play. So Discovery oh, HBO combined since the okay merger of Warner Media with Discovery to form Warner Brothers That's Discovery.
0: What That's what it is.
1: Two flagship streaming, the other being so they're all they're both coming together underneath uh
0: who Warner. knows oh who knows yeah it's what's, a very what's, complicated what's, deal.
1: what's the best thing on discovery like do you watch anything on discovery
0: uh i watch the home improvement stuff oh all that like is I on discovery okay yeah yeah, I, yeah. there's also okay. like spiritual like super soul sunday like all that stuff there's a million things there's science stuff there's stuff i don't watch like car repairs like there's it's all reality like, that they
1: don't have scripted shows no, on no. there
0: uh well yeah there's a lot of like animal stuff, uh, animal planet type stuff um well, that's, I that's, don't, I don't know if there's, right. I don't know. It might be just documentary and like, um, competition reality and reality stuff. Um, I don't know. I haven't watched it in a while actually, but anyways. So back to the rehearsal, I think <laughs> that's like pretty much all I have to say. I mean, I have so many millions of thoughts, but like, they're just like, they're literally the smallest details in the show that just right. mm-hmm. make me laugh. Nathan's tiny facial movements or non facial movements, or just the way right. he stares at someone, just like the staring, the stammering,
1: not knowing what to say. The li- I mean, even just the one where the guy, the the first episode where he's rehearsing like how he's gonna engage this guy and like make jokes. He's like, "What is this, Door City?" It's like, "Do you think right? he'll like that joke? Do you think he'll like that?" <laughs>
0: He's like, it's just, oh my god, it's another level of funny. And and like, and also the thing that I love is that so many of the subjects, like the people he's talking to, are so absurd. And yes. he takes them all completely seriously. Yes. Like they'll say, I eat my own feces, and he would say, You do. Okay. Um, like he'll like seriously be like like he's such a like, in improv, yes ander like an improv you know he he like he's like okay, he's got he's got a poker have. face
1: a poker face that to beat all poker faces
0: yes totally. <laughs> that's what it is so well thank you so much for coming on the podcast I'm gonna have to have you back for another show sometime Oh, thank you. And anyways, I will be back soon with more Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and a little bit of talk about Real Housewives of Dubai. So we will see you soon or actually talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye.